Brooklyn Chicks back. Hashtag Brooklyn Chicks. My sisters, my sisters. This is the same shit I was talking about last week. So now a man from Texas kills his ex, ex's baby by dumping this kid in the toilet bowl. Protect your kids. He was sentenced uh, this week. His name was Anton Gorman, 28 years old. He was found guilty of the murder that happened November 2016. And this kid was seven weeks old. I mean, you know, rest in peace. Malachi Nelson, rest in peace. And apparently he was babysitting this kid, which is not his kid, along with the other siblings, which were three and four years old. The mom returned home to find the kids (laughs) alone. Sorry. Three and four and and seven weeks. Correct. Correct. Yikes. She returned to find the kids home alone. So he left. So after he dunked this kid in his toilet and the kid was not was non responsive, he just left the kids and fled the scene. Of course, he was arrested two days later in Houston. But this this further confirms how sad it is that females are leaving their children with these boyfriends. Can we just take a moment? You know, you heard me chuckle. I was chuckling at this. You have a seven week old, a three year old, and a four year old, and a new boyfriend watching your kids. Correct. How do you have a new boyfriend when your kid is seven, seven weeks, weeks old? old. Yeah. Yeah. Can we take a moment and realize, you know, we talked about this last week, and, you know, as a person that's about to be single, you know I'm 89% divorced. Oh, God. Every week it changes. I look for second divorce. 89% <laughs> divorce. And I understand the concept of being alone and being lonely, but gosh, take a moment and let that cat breathe, man. <laughs> Two seconds without a man going in and out. You can't manage for just a little you. while. And your own children are watching a four-year-old watch this man dump Those this child, child and not a child is traumatized for the rest of their days. Both of them. Because we cannot keep, I'll say we as women, cannot keep our legs closed for two minutes to figure out what is our next step. And again, nobody said you can't. I mean, if you want to be that type of girl, you need to open your legs to a different man. That's different, but get keep them away from your children like why is that so hard you know the problem is when you have three kids you can't get no babysitter <sighs> yeah well, that definitely Nobody is a problem nobody want to watch kids three four and seven weeks unless you got a retired mother who is willing to watch them kids and you really get those now because these grandmothers be trying to be up in these streets if I had that many kids and that close together I probably would be dead myself <laughs> I probably would have dunked my head in the garbage you know <laughs> This, this whole thing goes back to the conversation from last week. That, you know, I'm sure it's very riled up about Ugh. when do you introduce your kids to somebody new. And I can tell you, if you have a seven-week-old... That is way too new. No, your kid. Oh, on to other news. In Memphis, Tennessee, a mother is demanding an apology after her son was dragged off the school bus. You know, there's a video out. Uh, we'll post it. But, I mean, this mother didn't even know about the incident until another parent called her and said, hey, my son took a video of your son being dragged off the bus. Dragged. And according to this mother, she, her son was telling her what was going on, and she did not believe her son. And so her message today is, listen, when your kids tell you something, believe your children. Really? This is the now your message today? <laughs> That's believe what she said. your children, like... I mean, who doesn't believe their kids when they talk? I don't know. And this kid had a concussion and his back was bruised. The way, if you watch this video, this man was yanking this kid like he was pulling a sack of bread down the aisle of the bus. The child was holding on. The other kids were scouring. I don't know what it was the kid horrible. said. The, the teacher has been very quiet. We have not heard from him, but this is unacceptable. And you know, the Shelby County School said that the teacher was allegedly breaking up a fight. 
implying that this kid that he dragged was in a fight. You, of course, you did not see that in the video. Um, and according to the mom, her kid was not involved in that particular fight. So the teacher, I believe, they're investigating the whole matter. And of course, he's on leave. He's not, you know, able to teach at this current moment. But I mean, listen, if you cannot deal with people's children, stay out of the school system for you to go this far to drag somebody's kid. That's why I dropped out of You school done got teaching. it twisted. That's why I dropped out of school. I don't like other people's kids. You done got it twisted. I don't know what was wrong with this white supremacist because I don't know who feels they have the authority to put hands with somebody else's kid. That is beyond me. I don't care if he was fighting. I don't care what he was doing. This was not justified. And so, you know, you know this lady going to sue. You know it. Bring on the change. Change. Anyways, on to other news. The Texas Charter School. This is a teacher that assigned eighth graders to, um, to document positive and negative aspects of slavery. Are you dumb? <laughs> I mean, this was clearly outrageous um the superintendent of the school said it was very inappropriate and entirely inconsistent and of course it's a crime against humanity and this teacher would assign this assignment a worksheet a worksheet entitled the lives of slaves a balanced view yes the benefits and the negatives of slavery and this is not the first time they said that in january a teacher did this in wisconsin also the same kind of conversation the benefits of slavery I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that, I mean, I don't know how the curriculum is done at this charter school, but if it's in no one else's curriculum and this teacher took it upon himself to give this assignment, what's his thought process? I mean, you know, what, what is this teacher teaching these kids about this? And um, apparently, I believe one of the students um, posted something. Th- the positive side had N.A., and negatives had a list of them. So, I mean, these students aren't stupid. There's nothing freaking positive about slavery. But also, this kind of creates a mindset. Remember, we talked about this before. Children don't grow up knowing hate. They're taught hate. So immediately, when you do something like this, you come up with the benefits of a system like this. I mean, there was no benefits to slavery, but somebody with a skewed mind can always come up with something good out of nonsense. And again, if you can start to show children that there are benefits, these are the same kids that are going to be walking around like the Parkland shooter years from now. Right? Crazy. So we want to talk about um, Washington, D.C. The police department, according to the mayor, Muriel Browser, they are going to uh, start history classes to help improve community policing. Um, I was going to say policing. Policing, (laughs) duh. Um, So, you know, this is going to be a one-day class, three hours on the history of black people, African-Americans. They'll do a tour of the National Museum of African-American History. You've been there. You said it's great, right? Um, And then there'll be a lesson on U Street where they will examine police brutality. You know, this is a class on how to deal with blacks. That's what it's about. What what does that curriculum look like other than taking them to the African-American Museum? Well, I just told you. Go to the museum, three hours on the history, and then... After you already did the worksheet on the benefits of slavery, you'll know how fast black people run, so you'll know how fast you have to shoot them. That's the benefits of the program. We're going to put everything together. I tell you, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know when it became okay for people to say that you need a lesson on how to be black. Yo, I don't have a class on 
how to treat whites. I don't know. Is there a class on how to treat the Chinese? This is common decency to treat everyone as you would want to be treated. Ni hao. Everybody was taught as a child. I don't understand it. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule. Do you want to see your son shot, Kappa? Don't shoot mine. <laughs> I mean, that that's absolutely outrageous, but... This is the times we are in. Moving on to times we're in. Starbucks, as you all know, we talked about this last week. This week, the CEO then announces that he's closing all 8,000 stores. Can we just take a moment? 8,000 times $5 per drink. Times. How much you pay? It's like five forty one. Okay, just I'm rounding down because some people do go in and just get a pike, which is like two something, <laughs> but I get something that costs almost six dollars. So you know, I'm just gonna give you a little average. And then how many people are going in with the mobile order versus the number of people waiting online? Oh my gosh! By six or five, man. Cha-ching! <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Because he, well, you know, the CEO is going to be losing a lot of money on that day. But you know what? They're closing the stores for the whole day. Maybe they'll join the class of the D.C. police. That's but again, I was even thinking, like, who's teaching these classes at 8,000 Starbucks? Is it the same manager that called the cops on the guy? I mean, who is worthy enough to teach this class on race? Because, listen, there is no consulting group that has 8,000 trainers Correct. that can go around and do everything on one day. And so, again... Black trainers. Can we say that? Because who's It doesn't have folks? to be a black person, man. Listen, if I want to know about my black history, yeah, I think I want to become a black person considering a school is given an assignment of positive aspects of slavery. Uh, regardless, I have to tell you, many of the baristas in Starbucks have been talking out and saying that this is very, very common, that people call them the N-word numerous times. Customers uh-huh. have thrown hot cups of coffee in their faces. Now after the Don't want them to make no before. before. They said this has always been a problem. Don't want black people or Mexican people to, to make, make their drinks. Um, drinks. And it's been tons of issues going on with this. But definitely, Starbucks CEO, I give you a shout out for even acting like you care. You know, to lose a day's salary, man, yo, that sucks. But I appreciate the effort. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's... And a lot of black has buying power. I mean, yes, you see a lot of these Beckys going into Starbucks buying their drinks, <laughs> but blacks do too. You need this money. The black dollar. I got a I got a Starbucks jar right here on my desk, man. I'm telling you, on my desk at work, there is a Starbucks bottle. I mean, I got it on sale, but <laughs> I am a supporter. Um, Stefante. Oh gosh. You make me sad, man. Do you love me? Yo, this is the last time we're talking about you and this, bro. Get your life right. Get your life. Stevante arrested April 19th for threatening a woman. He was renting a room from this woman. You know, his grandmother spoke out about this boy. She said this guy used to manage. He used to work three jobs. Come on. What kind of jobs were these? He was just, he well, one of them was a security guard for the Rangers or some, some kind of hockey team. I don't know. But regardless... This guy had three jobs, and this this was his family saying that he had a mental breakdown with the death of his brother. This is definitely a mental breakdown, and the grandmother saying that they wish that, you know, he was released on his own recognizance after spending a couple days in jail, but they're saying that they wish that they would have put him straight to the hospital and not released him to the streets. Yeah, they said that they think he needs serious mental health, you know, intervention here. And Stevante, you know, I don't know who you were before, but I know you can be great again. So that was so positive. I mean, this, we talked about this last <laughs> week. Do you love 
about this last week was who's holding these mental uh, unstable folks Is it time for you to give your plan? <laughs> oh, I don't think you're ready yet. Are you ready? Do they love you enough to hear your plan? She's got a plan. I mean, I'll just tell you a quick and dirty plan of what I have. People who are mentally unstable and do not have the support of their family and friends. Basically, no one, no one acting like they care about them. They really should be secluded. That's it. Just, just stop. Secluded. Stop. I don't think they love you this much yet. They'll just stop. I won't tell you the full plan, but that's just the beginning of it. I'm, I'm writing up the proposal now. You know. <laughs> Very sad, Stefante. But you know, this brings me back to what we were talking about before. I mean, I watched the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. And, I mean, it was nothing aha about the whole reunion. Episode one was... was bickering, blah, blah, blah. You know. Episode one was good. Two and three. <laughs> but I will tell you, Episode three, when they spoke about this uh, Kim Zolciak, of course, you know, as you know, she's the only white person on the cast. Was. Was, because clearly she wasn't even a full member on this show. But, you know, they spoke about her, you know, stating about the roaches in Nene's house. And they started saying that, oh, this was racist because people associate roaches in people's homes, um, implying that they live in a project so that they're dirty and it's really geared towards black women. Eh. I'm not going to lie. I really thought that was a reach. I was like, how does roaches equate to racism? I just did not get that. But I must say, after watching the ending of this show, when this dumb broad, a.k.a. white chicks member, <laughs> stated that racism is not even, it doesn't even really exist. It only started because of social media. <laughs> Come on, Kim. And that wasn't a white privilege statement. I don't know what is. I'm giving you the side eye. You know, I like to believe, you know, people are innocent until guilty of being a white supremacist. But that was just a coin phrase that indicated to me that you are flicking clueless. Clueless to believe that racism does not exist. And it's only out here because of social media. I don't know. I, I just thought that was absolutely ridiculous. And her friend Sheree standing right there. Friend? As a black woman standing, not even correcting her? You know, it's Sheree, Nene. Shit. It's Nene. Get it together, Sheree. Don't worry. You got a long time to get it together as Tyrone sits in the pen until 20... 22. 20, 20, 20, 22. <laughs> sad. Very sad. Even though she indicated that she's still dating. I'm very confused. I know you try to keep a storyline, Sheree, but come it's on. It's over. It's, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, sadly enough, this Waffle House... Shooting. I mean, first of all, I don't know why would you even do this at a Waffle House, man. I have to tell you, the waffles there aren't that great. I appreciated the pecan, the butter pecan waffle when I was there. I don't know what you had. Well, you know I had a plate. That's the problem. You can't go to go to Cold Stone ordering a vanilla. I mean, really? It's just not we know I only order one thing at Cold Stone. It's cake, not vanilla. It's cake batter. All right. At least you get a little cake batter. It's still. You don't add in. I put caramel on top. And, uh, come on, don't and waste, sprinkles. Don't waste your and sprinkles. I put sprinkles. I put sprinkles. And I put a brownie on the side so I could just have a little piece. I don't like to mix it in. This Birthday cake sad. remix. This is, a, this is a very expensive ice cream, as you all know. I don't understand how you go there and order vanilla with sprinkles. You can put a damn ice cream truck, please. Uh, where they sell drugs? Anyway. Do you like drugs? <laughs> this serious, on the serious mm. note. Four people dead at a Waffle House shooting because of this guy, Travis Rankin, stormed into this establishment. Naked. With this green coat <laughs> on. I don't know if he busted it wide open, then started shooting. I don't know. But clearly this guy had numerous red flags to the point where he had stated that Taylor Swift was stalking him. 
another thing, you know, he had about tons of licensed firearms. It was re- it was revoked from him, and then apparently after he attacked the White House, correct, because he stated that, the, that he needed to be in the White House. <laughs> um, yeah, and he stated that um, his oh no, his father, his father returned the guns to him. So of course he is um, potentially going to be charged as well for letting his damn son go because he's responsible for this. Go outside, shoot these people who he had no connection to. He didn't know these people. He shot them. And I believe, I know two of them are black. I don't know about the rest of the post, but they did show pictures of two of them. And young people. And James Shaw Jr. Shout out. Him, you know, a black man that basically at that moment stated, listen, it's either me or him. He's going down. <laughs> <laughs> He's going down. And he took that opportunity. And then something happened with that I'm gun. And I think it was jammed. Something happened with that gun. He jumped on this guy and threw this rifle behind the counter and tackled this guy down. A naked guy down. So you know that took a lot. <laughs> and all he was thinking about at that time, he said it was his daughter. And, you know, everyone's calling him a hero. And, of course, he's a hero. But he did this because at that moment he realized it's going to be me. Or him. Somebody's got to take a stand. And it's very sad, these four, pe- these four people that passed away just for some senseless death um, from this guy. And, of course, as you know, they found him alive. Now let's see what happens. Let's see the great thing, they what happens here. People alive. That's it. And never hurt yeah. versus the black man with the cell phone dead as a nit and his poor brother struggling with mental illness. Do you love me? <laughs> Jay Shaw Jr., shout out to you, because Lord knows how many other people he would have killed. So, shout out to him. He's winning right now. Winning! Hashtag winning. So, some of you, our loyal listeners, have been listening <laughs> since day one. Episode respect. 10 in the house! <laughs> respect by you. And you guys have heard our story about the sex dolls. We spoke about this. Now, in Germany, there's going to be a, a sex doll brothel. <laughs> which... Uh, people will be charged $101 per hour. Per hour to sleep with a silicone doll. Right now, the inventory is 13 females, one male. That just tells you, you know, who's really into this kind of thing. One male doll. But the Huffington Post stated that, um, you know, this lady, Ellen Schwartz, Evelyn Schwartz, changed the whole prostitution game by doing this. Um, she bought these dolls for $13 a pop. 3000 This is an investment. $3,000 a pop. And she's basically saying the people who do this are not pe- people who don't desire or need a human touch. They get the big old. So they could get the big orgasm without having a human touch. And a, a sex doll is sufficient for them. And she bought $3,000 for 13 dolls. She's selling them for 101 This woman's going to make back her money in like three days, less than three days with renting out these dolls. But this goes back to a conversation I've had before. Who is cleaning these dolls, man? <laughs> well, she said that she treats her employees very well. First of all, she treats them very well. I mean, the good thing about it, she's got to pay any benefits for these folks now. <laughs> she's got to give any help. Versus what prostitutes usually get. <laughs> what do prostitutes Maybe. get? What do prostitutes get? <laughs> Other than SI, STDs. Um, clientele that will... Women that will drop, park their car, let their husbands go in, have this experience, and they'll sit outside in the car waiting for them to come in. For one hour. I ain't waiting in the car for Listen. nobody for an hour. I'll be back, bro. Honk. I guess some woman looking at this better than um, him going to meet the next chick and actually having a real relationship. Not with 101 of my dollars. Then the question is, why does your man need a sex doll? Aren't you supposed to be a sex doll? 
You can pose me, arm up, leg wide. I'm in. <laughs> so, you know, Bender is not going to like what I have to say at, at this time. But um, it's about her man. And if you all remember, R. Kelly. I don't see nothing wrong. With, with giving out STDs. That's Alleged. Alleged. So, a client filed... Um, a client? A client. <laughs> what is the idea? Come on, it is his client. Uh, she filed the police report um, at the Dallas uh, Police Department, and she stated that in December, her and R. Kelly had some relations, and um, he tried to recruit her to his alleged sex call. I'm glad you say alleged. But she said it was during their eight-month relationship. You know, and she's saying that he gave her an STD, and I'm thinking, does R. Kelly have that super Shut gonorrhea? your mouth! <laughs> Shut your you mouth! Super gonorrhea. You need to see some dots, okay, R. Kelly? Come on. Oh, now. this is the same thing they did to Usher, man. Come on. Oh, that's a little different what they did to Usher. I mean, Usher, mm, this lady went through. She won the lawsuit. Yeah. So there's some validity to the statement of her getting herpes. Well, let's see. Okay. I have to tell you, no one's won against Ari yet. And I don't they just keep coming at him, coming at him. Let him live, people. This girl is 19. They're trying to say she was a minor. 19 is a minor. Listen, people got different tastes. Well, I agree. This I man is a lyricist. Especially if you're, uh, you're sleeping with R. Kelly. Everybody, everyone knows R. Kelly's resume, man. We know he's a great lyricist. That he's a lyricist. We know this. That he does great and, concerts. And lyricist, lyricist. Whatever. He's also a pedophile. Let's be clear here. Let's uh, alleged. Thank so, you. Uh, I tell you, R. Kelly, you got too much money. Get this STD. Does he? Yet. He wasn't paid his rent. Oh, you know, I don't like to talk about you, Aura, <laughs> but come on. I don't know what your money situation is looking like. I don't understand why doesn't he get this treated. I, mean, I don't understand so. why you were renting a house. I'm just so confused. Well, I'm glad, Benda, you're saying this and not me because I'm still, you know, you always make it seem like I'm a hater. Oh, you do? But the same one that told me I can no longer go to R. Kelly concerts? That's her right there. You don't fit in. You just don't fit in. But, you know, R. Kelly. Classism. R. Kelly, please, get treated, man. This is the second occurrence. I heard that you gave some STD to a woman who was married. And the and husband. husband yeah, I remember that. So that means alleged. You know, here with your green penis. Alleged. 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 Come on. And you know, this brings us to our next topic of the day. Dara Rowe, 27 years old in the UK, found out that he had the HIV. And what he decided to do with the HIV is go on Grindr. Everyone knows this is an app that gay men use where you can just basically see who's close to you and let's get together and hook it up. And Mr. Rowe got together with 10 men all together. Five of them he slept with without a condom. Five of them he sabotaged the condom. There might be more. Um, Like he popped holes or something? mm -hmm. He, He sabotaged the condom. And with that, after having sex with them, he sent them a text saying, I have HIV, LOL, oops, and I'm riddled. This man has been found guilty. He's the first person found guilty of this crime. Um, And he may face up to life imprisonment for doing this. Some of these people that he did this to were only 20 years old. A life of... Waiting to die, I guess. I mean, but you know, in this day and age, there is a whole new pick. You know, we all know about prep. We okay. all know about all of these antiviral medi- medications right. that people that HIV can take. It that even if they take a test, 
it will up. not show that they have HIV. And he was not taking this anti. He was not. He wasn't. No, he was doing it on purpose. And this is not the first person, you know. But this goes to our topic of the day. Do you wrap it up? Ladies and gentlemen. Clearly not. If we're talking about a series of stories of people getting STDs, not this guy giving him, it is not enough people out there that are using protection. So the CDC says 65% of men of men use condoms, but 65? 65% of men use condoms, but on a regular basis, according to the CDC. But another article says that people don't use, 65% of people don't use protection. And I think that when they mix women and men together, mm-hmm. you come up with a bigger group of women that are not requiring men to use protection. And, you know, as someone newly figuring out what single is, and for all of us out there who may even be, you know, not single, doing single, trying to figure out what single doing looks single. like, doing single, um, <laughs> definitely, why are you not protecting yourselves? You know, I, and I often ask this question. Is it because, you know, people talk about the feeling of it? Like, is, is, that, a, is that a problem? It, you know, In I'm this day and variety. age, that's nonsense. Is it because, oh, it feels better raw? My thing is, if... <laughs> As in raw dog show. This goes back to... <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to, do you love yourself? Do you and love you know, me? Oftentimes, people are more concerned with if they're going to be pregnant. That's what they're mostly concerned about. They're not concerned about the fact that this could be the end of your life. This is like... Russian roulette. This is you shooting yourself in the head, basically, because you don't know what this person has. I don't understand why. If you want to do raw dog sex, and I'm even against this to a certain extent, go to the clinic or wherever with your partner to find out what is their status. The reason why I'm a little apprehensive about this is because you can find out somebody's status today, then three months down the line, this person is back to in the streets and might give you something. So you, you just never know. But take the precautions needed to protect yourself. So here they say uh, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC again, says that chlamydia is up nearly 6% since 2014, gonorrhea nearly up 13%, syphilis up 19% among young people. Um, They're saying that 20 million new sexually transmitted infections occur every year. Between and half of them is between people between fifteen to twenty four years old. So Again, so even our young gosh. girls and young boys out here in these streets, you know, virgin thoughts as they call them. Who virgin thoughts? Virgin okay, thoughts. I mean, virgin yeah. thoughts, meaning that they are protecting their vagina for marriage, but they're giving up all other orifices, or orifices, or, 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 orifices, orifices, <laughs> orifices. I don't know. Um, for usage. Um, so and they're not requiring. What does that mean? So, that so mean they're not having. That's, vir- that's, a vir- that's a virgin. But, but they are doing head, oral like as here. well as anal. 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 Lots of them are doing anal. This was even on Shameless. You don't remember this on Shameless? Oh yes, I do. Yes. And then she finally oh. let Lip use it for the in her parents' bed. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you know they they keep saying, especially now with this prep, a lot of you know young. Uh, homosexual men are not using protection because they know they can use prep to prevent HIV. Oh and you know, you know, a pound of prevention is better than the cure. So definitively, I appreciate them taking prep, but I would also appreciate them wrapping it up, ladies. You know, this brings up another conversation. When is it okay to give oral sex when you're in a relationship? You know, the first time you have sex with somebody, you know, are you, 
what is the protect the plan? Because let's be realistic. No one is giving head with a dental dam. No one is doing it with a condom. So even if you make the person put on a condom to sleep with you, but then you do oral without a condom. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to see that thing show that up you on your do lip. Not know any? Oh, that sore. <laughs> the thing about it is that if you're if you are conscious enough to put a condom on during sex, then you should be conscious enough to put a condom on somebody if you're giving them head. As you said, in reality, that probably is not happening. Mm-hmm. But then you think about it, yo, giving head to me, give head to somebody, that is a privilege. That is not something you just go around <laughs> uh, just giving a head to giving head to people all around. So you meet a guy today and tomorrow's like, yeah, let me give you head. And I think. You know, in in more you know in different cultures, I would say that it's okay to give head. You know, can please name a few? Give me a give me a culture. Uh, Caucasian. <laughs> they, they give head very you know very loose. Like oh yeah, I gave him head because I don't know if they're pro- they're protecting their their hole. They want to be a virgin, so it's like this giving head is it's not a problem. I'm still yikes. Virgin, you know. But, I mean, and I want to say, back in the days when we were younger, I mean, you know, 80s babies, I'm talking to y'all. Back in those days, giving head was like, what? Yo, you Are would you, you would I snuff somebody head. to ask you that question. Yes, exactly. Dear, how dare you come out your face and ask me this? People, you know, children giving head fellatio at school in the hallways getting caught doing this kind of act. So you think about it, these people are not using protection. And it's very sad. It's very sad. This is not something that you just do uh, casually to anyone. I mean, some people might disagree. I don't know, but... So, you know, they tell us 45% of all pregnancies are unintended, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that people get pregnant and they say, Oh, unplanned unplanned pregnancy. But it could also be unplanned HIV, unplanned super gonorrhea, unplanned syphilis. (laughs) You know, it could be unplanned. Planned. And they were even saying that since people started taking the HPV shots as children, that children are growing up and thinking that they're safe. There is what? no one safe. Nothing. Nothing is safe. But I have to tell you, I read this and I thought this was tremendously funny. I mean, sad. I can't see what funny. the hell could be funny in this, in this The New York Times published a report that says that there may be another reason why some men do not want to use condoms. And it's because their penis is too small for the condom. They say that <laughs> the standard condom... The standard Please, con- tell me what the standard is. The standard condom length is 17 centimeters. Um, and many men are coming out at about 5.57 inches as the standard penis size. So what ends up happening is... Yes, yes. But it usually doesn't drip. What ends up happening is they push all the extra condom to the back. Correct. So when you go in and out, the condom is more likely to fall off. Correct. So this is why a lot of men don't use condoms because their penises are no. too small. You know small. the damn problem is? A lot of these men are <laughs> 5.5, you said centimeters? 5.57 inches. Inches? A lot of these men are 5... They always want to pull out the gold wrapper. That's the freaking problem. No. No, they're talking about standard. A, a magnum. Yes, and a magnum is not standard. So you're talking about the standard condom. The regular condoms. Are you kidding me? This regular. This was in the New York Times. Regular condoms. To that I end. Can't. To I that can't. end. They have a new company called My One Perfect Fit. And men should look into this. They actually send you a template to measure your penis, width and length. And then they give you a penis specifically a for your width and with oh yeah, tin. Get a skinny, a skinny condom. 
Yes. Yes. It starts at 3.5 centimeters and it goes up. Um, it starts small and it goes up and it starts short and goes long. But I hope it still has the, you know, a lot of men look for the condoms that are prone to like sensitivity. The, yeah, all of this the has that. Color. It has all of this. So, I mean, this is what they need to start. My one perfect fit. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mate about it. And, you know, this we think about sad. this conversation about why you're not wrapping it up out here. You know, I think it becomes a lack of communication. And, you know, let's be real. If, I, if any of us could sit here and say we've never had sex without a condom when we were not in a fully, you know, committed or exclusive relationship with somebody, we're all lying. We've all done it. We've all done it. And you know what it is? I don't even want to say heat of the moment. I think sometimes we, I can speak for myself, and I don't know, many people might want to do it. Or maybe broad dog, sure, just speak on it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that what it is is sometimes it's like you're almost so afraid to be the person in the room that says, hey, what about a condom? Hey, 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 I kind of, I kind of, because now you don't want to be the one that's separating the mood and you don't want to be the one that's acting like, you know, you're not out in the streets or you're novice or you're new on this. So you don't want to really kind of throw it out on the table. But let me tell you something. There are too many un, uh, there are too many consequences to your silence. And this needs to be a conversation that you have before you meet somebody. You know, let's be realistic. The days of meeting somebody and going home that night and having a one night stand, they sound good. It sounds very entertaining. But also, on the other hand, so does HIV. I mean, those could still be entertaining with protection. Like, there is no reason you should not be using protection with a one night stand. But you think about this look at this man sabotaging the condom. I, I mean, who's safe? I know. Who's safe? It's not safe out here in these streets. Who's safe? I, I'm still baffled by this kind of thing because I tell you. What, the length and the, si- the length and the width? What's going on? What is going on? Are we being punished? <laughs> Why are all the penises are going downhill oh inside? God. What is going on? Dingo, I'm telling you, this whole idea, especially, you know, the white girls have the idea that all black men have big penises. Lies! I've seen a pinky. We thought we were on a better end, but clearly not. If all these these men are not averaging up to what they need to be. And you know what? Those Remember those condoms? The one, the NYC condoms where all the, that people look at their little cheap, you know, they give them out free all the time at clinics, anywhere you go to give out these free condoms. I mean, people say that those are too small. You know, men be like, oh, those are too small for my penis. I gotta get the Magnum. Well, now we know the truth. Those can't even fit them. I don't know what the hell is going on. But maybe this 5.57 inches is a mixture of race. I don't know how it works out. They're just not using them. They don't even include it in that number. Maybe that's what it is. But I just want to say, ladies, you know, we bring this up to tell you, you have to be responsible for your own sexual health. You have to be responsible. Yeah, men too. (laughs) They need to know. But as a woman, I can only speak as a Brooklyn chick, that you need to be able to tell a man, like, yo, where is the condom? This is not Not an option. Yo, there are worse things than a disease. A kid. Oh, my gosh. A kid is 18 years. Oh, children are a blessing from the Lord. I appreciate it. But I also appreciate paying for Infamil for the next two years. It's going to be a burden on me <laughs> when a sister's trying to buy. What's the name of those shoes you always want to get? I don't know what you're referring to. The red bottoms. Thanks. <laughs> I knew she knew what I was talking about. That's Similac money right there, folks. Hello. So you can't do Similac and wear Louboutins. It just doesn't work. All right? So, you know, four steps to double your protection. Talk, talk, 
talk, talk, Pride talk about it. Pride. Talk about it before you start. Mm-hmm. You know, get tested. You know, short said you could get tested. I even remember that episode of Mary Jane when her and the guy was about to have sex and she had the test at her house oh, and yeah. they were sitting there waiting for the results to come in before they had sex. You know, do what you got to do. Get tested. But always keep a condom close at hand. Women, don't wait for men to have a condom. You need yeah, to have your own sure condoms. You have, make sure you have, that's the thing. Make sure you have your own condoms, especially when people are, like, altering or damaging the condoms that they're about to use. with You, you want to make sure you have your own condoms. So have a magnum them. in great hopes and a NYC in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one you need, but you should have one of each. A lot of women feel like if they carry those things, it looks like they're promiscuous. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Carry her condoms, that means this girl gets down. No, it ain't. And if he try to feel you, he, think, he thinks you get down too much, then okay, he could he could leave. To the left, to the left. So, wrap it up. That's the only thing we have to say. Perfect public service announcement. Please. Wrap please. it up. It's a wrap. And think again before you put your mouth on that pole, ladies. You know, brothers, I'm always going to say, it's free to go. You can, oh, listen, down there is available. <laughs> but, <laughs> ladies. I tell you. Well, this is a story that I wanted to talk about. And a new segment that we're going to be calling, Let's Give You Something to Think About. And it is exactly what it says. You know, um, you know, I, I looked at two incidents that happened um, in the tri-state area with two females. And, you know, I started doing some comparing. So there's a woman recently, Brandy Odom, 26 years old. And very sadly, she was found in my old hood, man, Canarsie, Seaview Park. We used to do my little runs. She did. She was trying to be a marathoner. Oh, my God. It's, it's really... <laughs> <laughs> But it's a nice park. I mean, they expanded it throughout the years. It's a park that kids go there to play. A lot of men do soccer. A lot of nice West Indian men. Just give me a little shout out. You, you want to find a nice West Indian man? Go there the weekend. Leave them trinities alone. They're tricky, man. They're tricky. <laughs> but we talk about this incident. Um, they found this girl dismembered. 26-year-old girl, black girl, dismembered on April 9th. Um... And she was currently living in the area. She was actually living in Bayview Projects, which is right there on Rockaway Avenue, a couple of blocks away from the park. And the way they identified her was that she had a tattoo on her left breast saying chocolate. (laughs) And I'm giving you all these details because I'm going to give you another incident that happened a few years back along the same lines. Um, The bottom line is, you know, she, they have, I think, a thousand, no, I know, they have a $10,000 reward, Crime Stoppers. And then um, Eric Adams, our borough president also gave a thousand dollars to you know as a reward to anyone who has any information any leads to this girl because it is such a shocker to the community we've never seen anything like this. especially in Canarsie you know that's where all the ritzy black people live no it is not clearly not <laughs> because here we go with um I don't know if you guys remember this was a two hundred thousand dollar reward for a young woman by the name of Karina Vetrano she was 30 years old and she was jogging um, in a park by Howard Beach. And this happened in August 2016 and her body was found lifeless along the, the, the path of where she used to run. And her her um, reward was 200 grand. But you know how family fronted a lot of that. Well, no, actually they're saying that that was all from the GoFundMe. Mm. And I look back and I'm looking at Brandy Odom. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm researching to see, do they have a GoFundMe? No, they don't have a GoFundMe. And so... It's do like, they have any oh, leads as to who did this, sir? They have no leads. They're saying that, I mean, 
the even her aunt and her mother is saying this is so wrong they don't feel the police is doing all they're supposed to be doing they're not releasing information to them and certain things they're finding out through the media as opposed to the cops telling them wow. so they're just saying it's a lack in this investigation in general and of course Eric Adams is saying like we will not stop until we find who did this to this girl people always say this but, but then just, they stop exactly but then it's just something to think about you know this was a white girl her, her family was affluent she you know lived in Howard Beach and I believe her, her father you know, did a marathon saying, yes, you know, all this money that we've obtained, which I think ended up being $290,000, after they found out, because they found out who killed, um, well, allegedly, because honestly, when you saw this guy who they got to, mm, they mm, this girl, no, no, imagine him no, 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 I don't agree. A 20-year-old uh, black guy, they said, Mental he strangled man. and raped her. They're saying this is the person, and they've got him because he's saying that he admitted to doing it, um, and so they found her killer. And so that money, the 290 grand, they're going to donate to a charity they think is fitting. But here, when I thought about that, when I heard about this girl in Canarsie, I'm like, the two situations are dealt so differently. But it's the same concept. I mean, think about this. Somebody getting cut up in the middle of the night in a park and no one saw anything dismembered. I mean... This is crazy, but you know, I think this goes back to how the police not only treat us as a people, you know, when you think about how they, you know, Black Lives Matter and all of this, but even when something affects us, a crime that happens to black people, do the police really do all they're supposed to do to make it happen? And you know, you, I, it's so funny, last night we was watching the news and we were talking about this Jewish man that was beat up in Crown Heights, and what my son and I said, oh, don't worry, they'll find who did it, and my oh, son yeah. was like... What do you mean? I said, because the Jews have the political power to make sure that whatever happens to them gets resolved. The so, you know, me having this conversation with my 13-year-old about what that means last night, when it comes to issues that affect black people due to NYPD and other police munis- municipalities, put all that they have behind oh, yeah. the investigation, even though they may think, man, this is sad. But because there's no go go fund me, because the police, the parents don't show up at the station every day, because the parents don't know they're supposed to follow up with the cops... And then even after a while, get pushed away. They would never do that to the Jewish population. They would never do this to the woman who died in Howard Beach's family. But to us, this woman talking about she heard this on, a, on 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 the TV versus hearing it from the cops. It's because they allow it, and we have to hold the police accountable not only to keep us safe and not kill us, but, but to figure out when someone has done us something wrong, and to make sure that we are protected. And, you know, it just starts from when they started talking about how much money the police offered as a reward when it was this girl, Karina, it was initially $20,000. And when I just said Crime Stoppers is giving $10,000. Hmm. So you see the, you know, the, the disparity just by looking at that, you can see. And, of course, um, the guy that they apprehended, they basically found him based on stop and frisk report. We all know who did stop and frisk. Yikes. Not no white man. So they were intentionally... Looking for somebody. You know, and it ended up being this guy. Again, I don't know. The Lord knows who really killed this girl, Karina. And, and you know what Lord it is, knows. though? The cops probably were forced to make a decision. Correct. Or to make an arrest because they knew that this family would not stop. quit. Correct. They wouldn't quit. Like Puffy says, can't stop, won't stop. They will not stop. And, you know, according to Brandy Odom's family, they are they won't stop as well. And I hope they do persist with that. And I really hope they saw a GoFundMe. That's what everyone is doing now. Doing a GoFundMe. I, I don't understand how they don't have it. To get money towards the reward. Correct. Not get money to get Jordans. <laughs> so. I hope that's not it. <laughs> rest in peace to Barbara Bush. You know, uh, 
President George Bush's wife passed away this week, uh, passed away, and, you know, we had the funeral. It's so funny at the funeral. Not funny. This was last week. Uh, the Bushes did not even invite our president. Yikes. Your president. But, uh, here we go. But uh, <laughs> they did sit right next to the Obamas. Melania was there. Melania. 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 Melania was there next to the um. Obama's. Was that when um, she was smiling at the? At, they said that um, they saw this is the first time they see Melania smile so much when she was looking at Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so definitively, um, rest in peace, Barbara Bush. But you know, sad turn for the worse. As soon as she passes away, now George Bush is in the hospital and is looking dim. So. To the Bush family, you know, when one person dies, that's what I guess you was about to say. The next one is not far. The next one is not far. I mean, they've been together. I ain't gonna lie. Listen, if I pass away, my husband needs to come meet me on the other side. I mean, no other chick, all right? I have to tell you, he's probably gonna go first. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) He is older than you. He'll probably go first. I mean, unless y'all both go at the same time. I don't know. So, so Titanic-esque. But definitely, (laughs) remember Titanic, the woman did not die. He he thought she was dead, but she was really sleeping. (laughs) And she pried his lifeless body off the board. All right, right. let's not talk about death, please. Oh, my gosh. On a brighter note, shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Okay. We all remember Colin Kaepernick who began taking the knee when uh, the national anthem was playing at his games. Kaepernick was a quarterback um, for the 49ers. He's opted out of his contract and since then he's been a free agent and no one has picked him up. You know why. But um, this is, you know, just something to say. Shout out because Kaepernick got the award from Amnesty International, their highest award that they've given to anyone that they give. Wow. Um, the Ambassador of Conscience Award to celebrate the spirit and activism of ex- exceptional courage. Wow. Um, he does have. So, you know, he was always known as an athlete, a good athlete. He's a very great athlete. But now, you know, he's now known as someone who has a plan for making things better for our people. And, you know, this is a very high honor. They've given it to Nelson Mandela, you two, Alicia Keys. So to be awarded into this group, you know, definitely this is a great thing. Uh, Amnesty International tweeted, he confronted racial injustice, he refused to compromise, and he inspired others. You know, just him kneeling had other players taking the knee also. And think about this. When he first started this, this is when President Trump was still in the running to become our president. And he was telling the NFL players to fire those that were doing this, Mm -hmm. and they did not fire him. You You know, he kept saying that if this company, this country does not represent all of us the same, how can he then honor the national anthem and you know this is very very you can see that it has effects on him he's now lost his gig nobody wants to hire him him but you know he has been still doing his advocacy he was able to give one million dollars to a group that to some groups that help people to you know get out of you know black lives matter to get make sure that black people are safe so he is doing great things very great things and we just want to give a great shout out and to you know, colin you kaepernick say, you, say, if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything but he knelt he kneeled down for something and so and now he's got an award and he's gotten several other awards also but and the thing about it, he's a he's an amazing player so it's unfortunate um but you know what sometimes you got to give up the mighty dollar for something greater a greater good and now he has a new mission in life you know right so shout out to him 
Um, lastly, Michelle Williams. Congrats to her. She is engaged. And we all know her from Destiny Child. Will you pay my bills? Will you no, pay my no, telephone no, bills? Saw her at uh, Coachella last week. And, you know, um, she met her fiancé at a spiritual retreat, and they made their pu- their relationship public last year in July, and he proposed to her on March 21st, so congratulations to her. But what was amazing to me was um, he stated that he saved for her engagement ring 11 years ago. And then I was like, well, how he saved her engagement ring 11 years ago when he didn't even know her? He just met her last year. However, he stated that, you know, 11 years ago, he made a pact that he would save $150 a month because he claimed that he was, and he claimed it. He said, listen, I'm going to get a wife. And he said, I'm going to save $150 a month. And this is in, you know, to prepare for my wife's engagement ring. And I did the math, folks. $150 times 12 times 11, $19,800. Yo, listen, fellas. Stop buying those clustered rings, man. <laughs> she hates those. Buddy. Stop buying it. I mean, <laughs> this guy had a mission, and he made it known that he was going to get a wife. And he ended up purchasing for her a five-carat ring. And he's a pastor, right? He's a clergyman. You know how to... Yeah, he's a clergyman. But, you know, this one fifty a month, some of y'all spend that on a Hennessy a week. <laughs> And the brown juice. Wise, wise, if you are preparing to marry a beautiful black queen, I hope, then you know you gotta represent and give her something decent. Nobody's saying it has to be a twenty thousand dollar ring like what this guy did, but give her something decent to show. Listen, I really put thought into this, and I really want to marry this woman. Um, you know, so shout out to him, Chad Johnson or something. He has a black name. I mean, he's like a little white chocolate, but I'm not gonna go into that. Happy for you, Michelle Williams. And as we end the cast, this is a true saying. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Uh, 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 uh. See you guys. Well, that's see you guys. Hear you guys. I really hear you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Remember, like us, share us, and get the word out. Do you Has, love me? Do you love me? Hashtag Brooklyn Chicks. Uh. <laughs>